Hello, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to another season of Believing Bigger Podcast. And today is all about you. Yes, you. That's actually the title of our podcast, You, Yes, You. And this is one of love and encouragement. It is really a love letter from God to you. And you will understand why I say that by the end of this episode. So let's get right into it. Today, we're coming from Psalms 139, 1 through 18. But our key verses today are 13 and 14. It says, for you created my inmost being, or some versions say my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. So today we're talking about you, yes, you. The first part that we're going to talk about today is that you are not random. Okay, God is very intentional about you specifically. And the second thing is he knows. God knows more than we give him credit for. And lastly, he's there. He always has been. He always will be. So let's get right into it. First off, you are not random. And I know in this big wide world, it can feel like that sometimes, that we just a face in the crowd, that we just a number in the crowd, that God has so many other people to worry about. And it's people over in war-torn countries. And so God ain't really thinking about me and all of that. And sometimes life has a way of making us feel overlooked. Life has a way of making us feel overlooked and left behind and and on the outside looking in, okay? And and we look at some of our peers and we wonder, what about me, Lord? You know that song, while on others thou art calling, do not pass me by? We think like, what about me? What about me? I have gifts too. I'm special too. I can do that too. You know, where's my recognition? Where's my, my accolades? Where's my check? You know, why, why them and not me? You know, a lot of us, even though we may not say it out loud, we think to ourselves, we think that God plays favorites and, and that we got dealt sometimes the bad hand. It's like, oh, well, I guess he liked them and not me or they the special ones and I'm not the special one because they got it going on and I'm over here struggling. And so, you know, what about me? And so because of that, we tend to think that that we're random, okay, that we're just a face in the crowd, that we just part of the overpopulation, one of the, the masses that God created. And it's like, you know, well, what about me? And when those things happen, when we start to go down that road, not only do we feel insecure about ourselves and our worth, but we start to do things to try to justify our existence, to prove our worth, to build our notoriety. We start to do things like that. And so some of us, we started blogs not because we want to blog or we want to have impact, but because we want to be noticed. Okay, some of us got on social media and started building platforms, not because we want to have impact or because, you know, we want to touch lives, it's because we want to be noticed. We want to be seen. We want somebody to, to say that, that you are worthy, that you are, are better than, that you are somebody. But here's the thing. You already have notoriety. You already have significance. You already have worth. The God of the universe knows you by name. And I want you to take that in for a minute. I really want you to absorb that. That think about some of the biggest stars today as we as we think of them. 
you know, Beyonce or Justin Timberlake or Oprah or Ava DuVernay. And it's just some of the biggest names that you can think of. They don't know you from Adam. But God knows you. Because God is bigger than Oprah and Warren Buffett and Beyonce. God is, is greater than all of them because God made them. He's greater than all of them. And he knows you by name. He made you intentionally. And Psalms 139 backs that up. In, in verses 14 to 17, it says, Not only did you create my innermost being and you knit me together in my mother's womb, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. Verse 15 says, My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, you know, some of us are planned babies and some of us are whoop, we'll up jump the boogie babies. Okay, I'm one of those babies. Okay, you got a teenage mom? Yeah, <laughs> I had a teenage mom. It was one of those up jump the boogie babies. Um, it wasn't planned, okay? And sometimes because we're not planned or because we don't have, come from the two-parent home and, and things like that, sometimes we think that, you know, we were accidents or that we're not supposed to be here or we just happen to come out by happenstance or that we're a burden or a, a circumstance or a consequence, okay, of something that was not planned. But here the scripture says, Lord, even when I was being created under those circumstances, you knew me, okay? I wasn't hidden from you. My form wasn't hidden from you. Verse 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Think about that. He said, not only did you form me, not only did you know me when I was being formed, you laid out everything in my life that was supposed to happen before I even lived one day. That's what this scripture says. And so you are not random. You know, you might have been a surprise to your parents, but you wasn't a surprise to God. Okay, you might have up jumped the boogie and came out like, y'all seen that show? I didn't know I was pregnant. I've been pregnant. I don't even know how that, yeah, I could never play that card. Okay, and, and yes, that happens for a lot of women and, and they didn't know it, but God knew it. He absolutely knew it. So you are not random. God knows all of your imperfections and he loves you anyway. He loves you when you don't love him. He loves you when you ain't thinking about him. When you off doing you, he believes in you when you don't believe in him. He's rooting for you. Y'all know that that Tyra Banks gift from America's Next Top Bottle. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. God is rooting for you. He's rooting for you. He didn't make you to leave you. He's rooting for you. He's championing your cause. And here's the thing. He's rooting for you because he knows what you're capable of. How does he know what you're capable of? Because he made your capabilities. He knows what you can do. You don't have to earn his love or his recognition or his notoriety because you already have it. You already have it. So you are not random, which brings us to he knows. He knows a lot more than you give him credit for. Verses one through six of that psalm says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know me when I sit 
and when I rise. You have perceived my thoughts from afar. He knows what you're thinking about before you even think about it. He knows when you're about to get down on yourself before you got down on yourself. He knows when you're thinking you all that before you start thinking you was all of that. He says, you perceive my thoughts from afar. Verse 3 says, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Your flaws and all, God is familiar with every last one of them. There's nothing that you do, okay, because what does Avery Sunshine say? It's just that ugly part of me. He knows your little ugliness, okay? He knows when you when you in your feelings about certain things. Here it says, you are familiar with all of my ways. Verse 4 says, before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely, okay? So whether you're giving somebody praise and accolades or whether you're about to cuss them out, Jesus already knew what was about to come out of your mouth. Verse 5 says, you hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. So even when you think things that you ought not to think and you say things that you ought not to say and you feel things that you ought not to feel, even in those moments, God has you in the front and he has you in the back. He has you in the hollow of his hand. There is nothing that you can do that he does not know about it. Verse six says such knowledge. OK, the fact that you know all of these things is too wonderful for me. It is too lofty for me to, uh, to attain. In other words, I can't even understand it. I can't even understand it because not only does God have that for you, but for every person that he ever created. And so sometimes we kind of get it in our heads and we say what God is too busy for or what he doesn't have time for or what he ain't thinking about, you know, in your life and in your situation. But here it says he knows a lot more than you give him credit for, meaning he knows your financial situation. He knows your medical circumstances. He knows your real relationship status. So I don't care what kind of pictures you posting with the happy couple and, and hashtag relationship goals and, and whatever. He knows what's really going on in your relationship, okay? He knows what's at the root of your suffering. He knows what happened way back in your life that scarred you, that hurt you, that wounded you, that you're still carrying around right now, even though you're trying to put a happy face on it. He knows who you cannot forgive. He knows what you're afraid of. He knows where you keep slipping up. He knows what you need to be healed from, and he knows what you have to go through in order to get that healing. He knows all of that. And sometimes we get it in our heads that because we're just a face in the crowd, you might be a face in the crowd to the world, but you're not a face in the crowd to God. He knows you better than you know yourself. Here says, there's no place that you can go. There is nothing that you can do. There is nowhere that you can run and there is nowhere that you can hide. There is nothing that you can drink. There is nothing that you can smoke. There is no place that you can turn. There is nothing that you can conceive of that he does not already know about you. Yes, you specifically, specifically. And that's really important because Believers, let me tell you something. It's a lot going on in this world. It's a lot going on in your life. But don't ever get it twisted in your mind that that whatever's going on in your life is too hard for God, that he's too busy for you, that he ain't got time for you. He didn't make you to leave you. He didn't make you to abandon you. He didn't make you, you know, for you to be a face in the crowd. He has a whole purpose. OK, the scripture says all of your days are laid out. He knows exactly what he wants you to do. Nine times out of ten, he's just waiting on us to get it in our heads and say, hey, 
holla at your boy. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting on you. Which brings us to he's there. Psalms 139, 7 through 12 says this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths of hell, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast or hold me close. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. You know how we like to say, whatever's done in the dark will come to the light. You know, that's what the scripture says. The thing is, the things that are done in the dark ain't dark to God. He like, <laughs> okay, it, 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 it's, it's, he has a perpetual flashlight, spotlight on your life. And sometimes we don't like to think about having that kind of scrutiny because you think to yourself, ooh, Lord, I might need you to look away at times, you know, because I'm doing some things, you know, and I've been some places and I've been with some folks and, you know, if you could just give me a time out. No, <laughs> God says, I knew you was about to get into all of that too. Okay. He is right there and he's right there before reason. God wants a real relationship with you, a real relationship with you. Not that drive by. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Cause we good for that. We wake up in the morning. Thank you, Lord. Phone. OK, not that not that drive by. Thank you, Jesus. He wants you to come to him for everything that concerns you, no matter how small it is, because in doing so, it shows that you are acknowledging his presence and power to work in your life. How do I know that? A, a Hebrew 7, uh, 11, 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Key part for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know what it is to diligently seek? All the mamas in the house, let your child go missing. You diligently seeking for that child. Where's my baby? Where's my child? Who got her? Who was supposed to pick her up? Where is she? Where is she? Diligently seeking, desperately seeking, actively seeking. Okay, and you ain't got kids, lose your purse. We've all had that feeling, that sinking feeling like, oh, my gosh, where's my purse? Where's my wallet? And we start frantically searching for it. The Bible says he that comes to God must believe that he is. You can't go to God if you don't believe there is a God. So you have to acknowledge his presence. And then he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The reason why you're steadily coming to him for every little thing is because you are through faith acknowledging, Lord, you can do something about everything that I'm coming to see you about. That's relationship, okay? That's relationship. Not a genie in a bottle, but a relationship. He's there. He's actually thinking about you. Verses 17 and 18 says this. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. You know what this means? Morning, noon, and night. God is thinking about you. Yes, you. He's never too busy for you. He's not side eyeing you <laughs> because you only come to him when you want something. But he genuinely wants that relationship to change. OK, Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is the perfect gentleman. He's never going to kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. He's never going to come in and try to bogart his way into your life. He wants you to choose him. And he says, I'm here. I'm available. Bottom line, he loves you. Yes, you. So. 
Don't ever get it in your head that just because your life doesn't look like somebody else's life, remember, you're only seeing a snapshot of their life. If you go back into, like I said, a, a few podcast episodes ago, you go back into my my Facebook, because you know how Facebook do, three years ago today, two years, whoever made that feature, I wish it would burn, okay? Like, don't be bringing up old stuff, okay? Sometimes I just have to be like, well, thank you, Lord, for deliverance, okay? But, you know, three years ago today, I was in a situation where even though I was smiling, Heidi, Heidi, I was miserable. But it didn't look like that. It didn't look like that. Um, I think even in, in interviews, you know, Beyonce has told you, you know, she didn't have to get out there and go and perform on the stage, you know, fresh off of having a miscarriage or some some foolishness like that. You don't know what people are going through just because they up there smiling and because the money is coming in. You don't know what people are going through. And so don't ever think that because your life doesn't look like a picture of somebody else's life, you know, that God is blessing them and not, you know, he's blessing you, too, because the truth is what you don't see them going through is what God is keeping you from. And you need to be thanking him for that because we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. And sight is what's killing so many of us. Stay in your lane. I need to do a whole podcast on that. Stay in your lane. Walk your path. Be on your journey. And anybody that you see doing good, give them high five. Like, all right, girl, that's it. You know, I'm cheering for you too because if God blessing you, that means he could bless me. I'm rooting for you. Matter of fact, I, I just moved up in the queue. You got your blessing. Okay, now serving next number. God, if, if he did it for them, he can do it for you too. The thing is, though, whatever he's doing for them, you don't know what they had to go through to get to that place and what they're going through to stay in that place, okay, and what that kind of pressure is. Remember I told y'all, new levels, new devils. So where you think you want to go, sometimes God is saying, okay, I tried to keep you from going there because you really think that that's what you want. So, okay, I'm going to let you have it. How many people have you seen um, when they do those, where are they now? Child stars, you'd be like, ooh, that's so-and-so? Um, one that I actually saw recently. Y'all remember, what's that show with the Winslows? Was it Family Matters? Family members matters. So you see Eddie and Laura and Urkel and all of them. But you remember they had that second daughter? And you'd be like, what happened to her? She went off into a life of drugs and alcohol and addiction and pornography and things like that. And you would have thought, like, you know, Oh, she had it going on. She was on the TV show and this, that, and the third. You don't know what all that life entails, okay, and what kind of doors that, that life opens up to. My child is very intelligent. She's very precocious. You know, she's very cute. And, of course, I think that because I'm her mama. But people are like, oh, you need to, to put her in Disney. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can think of maybe two or three Disney kids that actually made it through the Disney gauntlet and is doing all right. But the rest of them, oh, my gosh, Lindsay Lohan. Amanda Bynes, I can go on and on. They all have gone through addiction and struggle and just, I don't want that for my child, for some money. That's what I mean when I say, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And so sometimes we get mad at God because he's keeping those things from us. But like I say, at that level, more money, more problems. So you have to be careful about what you ask for and just thank God for where you are because he knows where you are. You are right where he intends you to be. Okay. Bottom line, he loves you. Yes, you. You specifically. All right. So now it's time for your reflections. What is your biggest takeaway from this episode? Um, my biggest takeaway from this episode is to 
essentially stay true to who you are um, and because God knows us and created us um, kind of staying in tune and appreciating those things even if we you know think that they need to be changed or shifted because it's all for the greater good. Uh, I'd piggyback off the last comment I just think that just the points about how God knows us intimately. He just knows everything about us. And so all the things that he's kept us from, all the things that he's taking us through, all those things are intentional. And so that's just a a good reminder to stay on the path that he has you on. You know, Romans 8 and 28, very famous scripture says, all things work together for good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. When it says all things, all things, I take that to heart because I think about some of the things that I experienced in my childhood. I I told y'all, you know, go back to the Wyman therapy episode because <laughs> I've been through some things in my life. OK, and, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that. And then I think about, you know, like, man, that's just a lot for a child to have to go through. That's just such a heavy burden, you know, for a child to have to carry. And and it, it causes issues in adulthood. But do you know everything I went through in my childhood makes me the mom I am today? Going through those things as a child made me realize how important it is to have stability for a child, how important it is to not be having uh, men traipsing in and out in in front of my daughter. Like all the things that I went through, all the trauma that I experienced as a child made me a better mother so that my child does not have to go through those things. Now, I'm sure she's going to have her share of troubles. But if you look at our childhoods in comparison, night and day. You know, my child is 11 and she still has that kitty childlike quality. By the time I was 11, I I was half grown by the things that I had seen and the things that I had witnessed and experienced. Okay, at that time, okay, just had went through so much before I even turned 12. And because I went through those things, all things work together for good. That means when people come to me now with their situation, who am I to stand in judgment? I've been there. I've, I've been delivered from those things. I get it. I get it. It makes me accessible to people that, you know, might be too shamed to come inside a church or feel like folks are going to be looking at them like, girl, put your skirt down and and all that other type of stuff. That ain't who I am. And it's because of the things that I went through. And so God does not waste suffering. Okay, when I say, you know, I could easily go back and say, well, Lord, where were you when I was going through this? And where were you when I was going through that? If you think about it, based on what I went through, I'm the last person that you think will be sitting up here talking about a faith based podcast. I'm one of those people that has all kinds of reasons, you know, to be angry with God. But no, 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 no. I now realize that the purpose for those things was to be able to come and tell you that even in your suffering, God has intentionality towards you and that he's going to manifest that for a greater purpose in your life. So believers, if you have questions, comments, takeaways, holler at your girl at Dr. Shante says God loves you. Yes, you and I love you, too. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believing Bigger with Dr. Shante. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to follow Dr. Shante, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says.